to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley. As always, I'm joined by Pastor Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing? All is well. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you're back yeah. right now. You've been I'm traveling back. a lot this summer. Yeah. Yeah, are I you have. excited about your I have upcoming? More, more to come. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. Looking forward to a couple in the next month, I guess. I'll be in a couple of other countries, three other countries in the next mm-hmm. month or so. And uh, looking forward to those opportunities. Always. Yes, I know you love it. So we have a listener question today. Yeah, it's light. Some of my favorite. Light and easy. Oh yeah. No. I know uh, the question. No disagreement I... <laughs> around this topic whatsoever. So uh, here it is. Yeah. Can you explain predestination and our place in it? See, uh, easy peasy. Uh, we were talking with <laughs> with David Leonard just a little while ago about this question, and I like how it might be easiest to say no. Nope, I can't. No, I cannot. Uh, I can do my best to try to describe what Scripture uh, gives us some evidence for and in hopes of bringing to light some truth. How about that? Well, I think that's all that we've ever asked for. Good, good, good. Perfect. Um, I, I think the best place to start, there are some foundational things to know, and words matter. And so the question is, can you explain predestination and uh, uh, our place in it. So I think I want to see those as two separate questions, and I, I think it's helpful to do that. I, I think the, the first part of the question to try to describe predestination, uh, I, one, I want to say the word means predetermined, so determined ahead of time. So you don't want to use the same the word to define the word, right? So determined ahead of time uh, is predestined, predestination. And so where we see that word in Scripture, that matters, the fact that we actually see that word. You know, there are some words that are used in theology that we don't see the specific word in Scripture, although we define it, and uh, words like Trinity are not in Scripture, but we understand what the Trinity is as much as our mind can. Mm -hmm. However, a word like predestination or predestined is in Scripture, so it's helpful for us to look at a couple of the references so we can know what what is determined beforehand? What is uh, what is connected to that? And so there's two passages in particular that I think are really helpful. One is Ephesians 1. And so in Ephesians 1, really, in, I'm not going to read all of it, but beginning in verse 3 through verse 14, we have this picture of the, the blessing and gift that salvation is. And so uh, there is There's a a part here in verse, the end of verse 4 and beginning of verse 5, it says, In love, he, being Christ, predestined us for adoption to himself. Uh, And then again later, it says, uh, verse 11, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So both of these are specifically referring to uh, obviously, adoption and uh, uh, the the inheritance. So that's think think salvation, right? So this is a, a determined beforehand salvation. Particularly in the Ephesians one passage, it's helpful to see that Paul is writing and is explaining um, himself as a Jewish person, and if you are 
whether you're Jew or not, especially at that time, you would have known the people of God were described as the chosen people of God. Mm -hmm. So what he does there is he says, he's describing, hey, we were chosen. We were blessed. We were, it was predetermined that the people of Israel would be called the chosen people of God. And the truth is for most of us, we have no problem with that. We don't see an issue with the people of God in Israel being uh, chosen. There was nothing about them that was deserving of such uh Grace, uh, we see that when, as we look back to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and his name becomes Israel, all of those things, we think, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. It was just because God decided to, to make them a holy nation. Well, then when you, you go down further in that, uh, that chapter, it, it says in verse 13, in him you also, when you heard the word of the truth of the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. That changes. All before that, we see us, our, and we, which is talking about Israel. Then when it says you, he's now talking to the Gentiles, which is most of us as a listening audience. Uh, and so that we now get included into this picture of predestined, adopted inheritance. And then in verse 14, the reason we know we are included in it is because verse 14 says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. So it now takes it from us, our, we, to you, the Gentile. And now, again, you are a part of the our inheritance, verse 14. So it's this picture of something happened by God's predetermined or determined beforehand, predestined, that, that the people of God would become the people of God. Now, um, that that can rub us the wrong way to to think of words like that. Like, man, does that make us like a robot where we have no part in this? Does that make us? Uh, you you mentioned before we were recording uh, that's going to lead down the free will uh, kind mm -hmm. of question, which I think is actually what our listener was asking because uh, the way it was formed was, and what is our part in it, right? right? And I think this text helps with that because. Uh, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth of the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. What that indicates is that we do have to believe in him. And oftentimes we try to put the responsibility of man or the freedom of man, freedom of will, in opposition to the sovereignty of God. And I would argue that that is to be held in tension in a healthy kind of tension. We, uh, just human nature, is to dislike tension. We don't like any tension. Uh, feels wrong, feels wrong in relationships, if we're in disagreement, or uh, if we see things. That's why we argue, because uh, we want to convince somebody that our way is the right way. And even as you started this one, this conversation can be tense and mm -hmm. can, can bring tension. Right, entire denominations have split because, because of, of this question. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And so we want to be really careful about that, that, that there is room for healthy tension. I, I like to think of healthy tension like a rubber band. If rubber band has no tension, it holds nothing together. Mm-hmm. If it has too much tension, if you just pull a rubber band, well, it'll eventually snap. So both of those are a problem. Healthy tension is when it holds all of the pencils together, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's in the uh, done in the right way. This is, here's the, the <laughs> word that uh, I told you I would use. This is an antinomy. And an antinomy, uh, I'll let you give us the precise definition. The official definition. And then I will try to... Uh, Pull it out. So I had never heard this word, and you said you said it before we started recording, and um, so I looked it up, and it says a contradiction between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable, otherwise known as a paradox. Right. Yeah. So the example I heard before is the the scientific antinomy is light. Light is like the only thing in existence that is both waves. And particles. So I'm not much of a science nerd, uh, kind of like my mind doesn't think that way, but I can, I, I do remember uh, that part of science, thinking about waves and learning about them and learning about particles and how those worked. And, and then to hear, okay, so light is both of those things. And so in the same way, it, it doesn't remove any of the waves just because it's particles. It doesn't remove any of the particles just because it is waves. Similarly, the responsibility of man still exists while the sovereignty of God is in, he is still in complete control. And for us, there is nothing else like that in the world to try to compare it to. So there, to, to try to comprehend it. That's why uh, the initial question, the answer kind of has to be, no, I can't fully explain it in the same way that I can't fully explain to our finite brain the Trinity, right? Uh, The perfections of God are too grand for us. What I want to steer away from is ignoring it, right? So some would just say, well, it all work out in the end. We're fine. I think God put it in Scripture with a desire for us to uh, rejoice in this gift uh, and celebrate what it is, while at the same time not stressing over it right. and not creating the tension in relationships with others regarding this truth. Yeah, I, you know, I've wondered if even that passage that you read earlier, if it doesn't say more about God than it does about us. Yeah. Because it speaks to the fact that, number one, we really don't have that much to worry about because he's figured it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, like, he's he is sovereign right. and knows all and sees all and is above and outside of time. And and I wonder if... if do you, I mean, I'll just ask this. Do you think that we've taken this idea of predestination and kind of made it a little bit too individualistic where it's like, well, did he decide if I'm going to heaven or hell? Mm-hmm. You know, do you, because I feel like that is where skeptics might go. Sure. sure. I, I think that there is a macro and a micro 
concept to predestination. I think the, again, even in that concept, the macro picture of the people of God are the chosen, predetermined people of God. Mm -hmm. But I also do think in, in verse 11 there, there is this individual picture of it. So there is the micro picture that we are, I, are predestined individually in that case. So I think there's a little bit of both. I think we all, again, sinfully have the tendency to make things more about ourselves right. um, than to, to see the macro, to see the, the sovereignty of God in that. I think that um, what we tend to do uh, in regard to this conversation, the, the reason I think it, it feels as frustrating as it does is ultimately we want fairness and we think that it is unfair for God to predetermine because what we realize is if he predetermines for some to go to heaven and if we realize that not everybody goes to heaven then that would mean that he predetermines that some don't right, that some go to hell and that doesn't feel fair to us and I I understand that that feeling of fairness what I would argue I, I have used this analogy before it's not original with me um, but uh, I love Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, I don't know if the listeners like Krispy Kreme donuts. I like all donuts, really, but Krispy Kreme is just a different level, and especially, especially when the hot sign is on. Of course, hot donuts. That's now. the only way to eat a Krispy Kreme. It's the, right. Uh, it's so right. Um, <laughs> and so, if you've ever gotten to go to a Krispy Kreme where you get to watch them be made, like the window. Uh, it's, you get to watch them, and they go up and down on the little conveyor belt, and they they go through the the icing like tunnel of icing goodness, and uh, and then then if you then they're like right before they go through the icing though, they go through the fryer, and then they're flipped, and when they're flipped, uh, so that it it like fries both sides of it, and then they go through the icing tunnel. Uh, and, and then they come out and there's somebody on the other side with this little stick and they're picking them up and putting them in the box. And so, but, but what happens is sometimes one of those donuts will not flip. It, it'll get caught on the thing. And so it, it'll get like double burnt on one side. Mm -hmm. And so the person takes that one and puts it in the trash. That's because it didn't get it. Now it's not working, right? You don't want that donut. Mm -hmm. What we tend to think is that we are the donut and all of the donuts are going toward heaven. And God is up in the, is the, the person with the stick and is pulling out the ones he doesn't want and sending them to hell mm -hmm. and saying, oh, you didn't flip over. You didn't flip over. I'm, I'm sending you to hell. But in reality, all of the donuts are headed to hell. Mm -hmm. And by God's predetermined grace, he has elected, he has chosen that some would get to go to heaven by no virtue of their own. Mm -hmm. All of the donuts do not flip correctly. All of the donuts do not make it through the eye. Like none, right? Mm -hmm. Not even one is righteous. No one is good. And so if we see with that lens then there's a bigger picture of grace, a greater picture of, oh, like, I really was dead in my trespasses and sins. So if we believe that we really were dead and dead people can't save themselves, 
then then the reality is we needed someone to choose to rescue us. We needed someone to initiate that. Now, again, our responsibility is to respond to the the grip of grace that says, you're mine. We have to say, I'm in. (laughs) We have to respond. We have to surrender our life to that call. And that that is uh, that is where I, where we come in. Our responsibility is to say yes, to surrender our life to Him. It begins with Him breathing life into us, so that we even have the ability to respond. Once, but then, what a beautiful gift to know! Oh, like now, of course, I want to surrender to Him. He just took me from death to life. I mean, He just awakened my soul so I could even respond, yes, I'm in, and I'll do whatever you say. Our commitment to him then, which includes sharing the gospel with others, right? So this this work of evangelism, our role as evangelists doesn't have to be to do the convincing because it's only the Holy Spirit that can make someone alive so that they can respond. So now I got a lot more freedom in my sharing, a lot more confidence in my sharing because I don't have to be winsome enough I don't have to be funny enough. I don't have to be uh, smart enough. I really just have to present the truth and let the Spirit do the work. And so now there's a whole lot more freedom. Uh, whereas some people might look at a predestination kind of verdict and say, I guess I don't have to do anything. No, like it's actually a freedom to do more because our surrender to him says we do whatever he says because he just, he just rescued us when we did nothing to deserve it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the reason I, I would get more excited uh, about such a topic um, because I think it actually produces in us a higher view of God and a greater view of our responsibility um, than than what I would have had otherwise. Right, right. I think, yeah, I think that's all really a, a great way of viewing the topic in general because I think it it. I know a lot of skeptics, yeah. and I think um, I think this is one issue that kind of throws people a little bit. Yep. So I think as a as believers, uh, for us to be excited about it is is a really good thing. Yeah. And I think too, peop- there is there is just a um, there's like a wrong stamp that's been put on some because some who believe this way. Uh, can become arrogant because uh, they read a book or they did a thing. I, I can be that way if I'm not careful. Any of us can, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, no, I think that that the Lord is gracious uh, to us in seeing that, and what a, what a gift it is that we can, um, yeah, see our responsibility in 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 believing this. We still believe that Romans tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not disagreeing with that. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. So that means go tell as many people as possible because every one of them that calls will be saved. And what a, what a glorious gift that is. Yeah. Amen. I think that's a great way to end this yeah. podcast. Um, so thank you listeners for joining us today on the Christ and All podcast. A new episode airs each Wednesday. If this episode has been interesting or helpful to you, you can subscribe and share this on your favorite social media. If you have a question or topic you'd like for us to talk about, send it because we answer those questions. Uh, Send it to info at colonialheights.org. We look forward to hearing from you and thank you for listening.